0: Hey, welcome to Games Overboard. I am PJ. Hey, I'm Dan. And it's just us today as we are talking about the number one game five years running now on, uh, in the world, and that is Gloomhaven.
1: Uh, so uh, he's been talking to me about Gloomhaven for years, and I never really got into it. I think the first time
0: I played it, we what was you said we did a... A bar brawl or something like that? It was one of the Kickstarter campaign scenarios from the second Kickstarter, and we did it on Tabletop Simulator. And, yeah, it was a bar fight. Right, yes, that's because I was all the way on the other side of the country. Um and it was a bar
1: brawl. I didn't really get into it and he kept saying you got to play, it, you got to play. It. So, oh god, this <laughs> thing's so
0: Yeah, like Dan's okay. a Dan's a fan of XCOM With... I, and that <laughs> knowledge alone was like, yeah, this is his kind of thing. I I love
1: the XCOM series. Um I I love civilization games by Sid Myers. um Anything that makes you actually think and be tactical without being a first-person shooter—just how to rearrange everything—and yeah, you're right. This is this is XCOM <laughs> level for board games. Um, <clears throat> this was. Uh, this was fun. Uh, the only thing that got me is it's it's daunting. The stuff. First of all, the box is humongous. <laughs>
0: it's it's sitting on the table next to us, and it feels like there's another person. At it the does. Table.
1: <laughs> it's like looming over the table right now. This thing is massive. And I asked you. I asked you, PJ. I said, um, "Did did all of these little chest pieces come in here?" And he said, "Yeah." I had to buy extra for that.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, I got I got the broken token insert because without it, the game is an unorganized mess. And I
1: can imagine. I I know my version of um, what is it? Uh, Mansions of Madness is a complete another mess because oh, I don't yeah. have anything in there, and that's like a fraction of what this game is. So if you guys are familiar <laughs> with Mansions of Madness,
0: there are a lot of pieces. This there are like three times as many pieces hundreds of tokens over a thousand cards uh it's so much it's It's just so much ridiculous it's absolutely ridiculous the box without the wooden insert the box is 22 pounds okay and the wood adds how much i think an extra two Uh, i I think so yeah
1: (laughs) two pounds of wood it's okay it's fine (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, what's another
0: two pounds what's another
1: two pounds <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah so like everyone is always intimidated by the size of this thing uh, yeah that's one of the
1: reasons I was like very weary of playing not that I don't like playing games with you but I
0: was like uh, this is way
1: too much for me
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> but so um, before we get into components and all that so what did you think when we actually started playing and you realized like it's only really a hand of cards and some minis. So uh right like is that how you feel about it or Yeah, it's
1: first of all if I had, if I sat there and played this by myself, I'd go and I win cuz I quit um, <laughs> but at least having that extra person there, especially you since you know how this game runs. I mean, how many years have you been playing it now? I got in 2018. I was going to say, because I've been back since 2019. Yeah. So For four years. So you're very well versed in it. I would need to do the one thing that I hate the most, and it's study the rule book. <laughs> I hate it if it's something that I can't just pick up and go, oh my god, that was the simplest thing in the world, and play uh, like we did with my last episode for the Sniper Elite. I. Uh, it's going to be too much, and I'm going to say, not right now someone's got to teach this to me. I'm not going to want to yeah. do this myself. But after having everything laid out and and playing it for the first time it's like actually playing it for the first time and not online. It's very minimal. Um, it's a mix between XCOM and Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, so you can be tactical. You have everything visually there for you. Like in set instead of going out and having to buy a bunch of stuff if you're playing D&D. Yep. For, for those of you who don't like role-playing, and that's why you not are not getting into D&D, this game is perfect for you because you don't have to say, I say this! You can just say, hey, you know what? I'm going to beat the crap out of that guy because I don't like his face. And you just do it. You yeah. don't have to speak. You don't have to role-play. It's all like play. the
0: old, original D&D where it was all right. about the dungeon crawl and the... the, the um, yeah, because originally it was a war game uh, before right. they added the whole role-playing aspect to it, and that's very much where this kind of gets a lot of inspiration.
1: Yeah, and I like that. I also don't mind the role-playing. It always takes me <laughs> a little bit to get into the role-play because I, I'm an actor, so I'm uh, naturally a dork. But at the same time, you're going, I just I don't feel like... No, I don't want... All right, you know what? I'm going to do it. Yeah, yep. It takes a little bit for me when i do play dnd to actually like get into that mindset and that
0: character space yeah so real quick how the game plays is um it's almost open world where you can once you discover a bunch of locations you put stickers on the map of all these discovered locations and then you can pick <laughs> and choose where you want to go
1: yeah i think somebody <clears throat> played a little too much skyrim when they made this <laughs> it
0: has it has very
1: much an elder scroll feel in the way of the presentation yeah and you know what that's not that's not a bad thing. I no. really like that. I think that's so cool. Uh, and I mean, you could you you could consider this a legacy game, right? Yeah. Uh, and that's great. It doesn't even say legacy. It just it's Gloomhaven. <laughs> what you see is no. It's not even what you see is what you get. What you see is just the tip of the iceberg. Oh yeah. You get. <laughs> oh yeah.
0: You see this giant box, but you don't realize just how much like and it's a hundred dollars, but you easily get your money's worth out of this. Oh game. yeah. I can Considering see it, I can like see it. Dune Imperium is 60 bucks and one game is like an hour long, an hour and a half long. Depends on how devious your yeah. other player wants to be. Yeah. Um, and that's just <laughs> one map, one set of characters, one, right. You know, one time through and all that Gloomhaven is 95 different maps, 95 different scenarios, unlockable characters literally unlockable characters each (laughs) character levels up and retires and then they can even come back later in the story after they've retired even though it's a hundred dollars it's it's worth so much more in time in terms of like actual time you can put in you can put hundreds of hours into this game and still not be done with it
1: yeah this seems to be like you're getting way more bang for your buck and at a hundred dollars you're you're Almost getting uh, $1 per um, per map or per... Yeah, s- uh, per play session. Play session, yeah. It's it's massive. Of course, we just did a playthrough like we always do for you guys. And we didn't even get to the second scenario of what we were doing because we just didn't have the time before we started recording. <laughs> but holy crap, Uh it's massive, but it's it really is so much fun. If you guys want to pick this up, don't be me. Read the rule book, or better
0: yet, <laughs> find somebody or you know watch a playthrough video, right. things like that. Find someone who knows it and have them teach it to you. Right, right. Because now I'm I'm more apt to <clears throat> want to play this again. There's also a version on Steam and Epic Games uh, where you can, and it's the game. It plays exactly the same. So you can play through there, uh, level up your characters, unlock new characters, and everything through that as well. But anyway, so the way the game plays is you have a hand of cards for your character. Well, first there are six starting characters, and you have a hand of cards that matches that character and a mini that matches that character. And each character plays very differently from uh, the other one. And you have your, you know, your tanks, you have healers, you have spellcasters. You have one called the Mind Thief that controls other people. You have uh, you have a he's he's a
1: Doctor Psycho for all you DC fans, and he's a little Rat Man.
0: There, oh my gosh, he's a Rat Man. Okay,
1: so he's a little Rat uh, Doctor Psycho for the DC fans out there. If you guys know what I'm talking (laughs) about, if you've watched. Uh, the animated series Harley Quinn. You'll you get my reference.
0: <laughs> there is um, a human class, and it's a rogue essentially. They're all about thieving and backstabbing. Like if they can get behind someone, they can do extra damage. Wow, that sounds very much like us human race people. Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> <Aren't> <laughs> <we're> so great. <laughs> and that's when when we start talking about theme. Like the theme in this game is unbelievable. Uh, but that's essentially it. like you're playing cards that let you 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 pick the bottom of one card, top of another. You always play two cards at a time. And then you just do whatever the card says. You move three spaces, and then you attack someone for three damage. And then, like D&D, there's initiative, and you follow your initiative roll. And then, instead of rolling a die, you have a deck of cards. Right, right. So this is everything that you would think of for for
1: D&D without basically the moving pieces. So there's no dice to be lost or thrown on the table. Everything is put out for you in card form. And it's all with your character. Every person playing the game, including the NPCs, non-playable characters, have the same setup. The thing that I found absolutely fascinating, after PJ, you pointed this out to me, is how distinct all of these characters look. And I've only seen just two or three of the characters. (laughs) Yeah. How many characters are in the box?
0: There are 16 playable characters. Holy friggin' crap. (laughs) I'm I'm probably probably never going to get two or three of them so far. That's it. (laughs) You saw one of the unlocked ones. I was playing one of the unlocked ones. You were the unlocked
1: ones. Okay, and that's just ridiculous to me. uh, How all of this is, not you've had the game for four years. I know you play it regularly. I know you play it by yourself, and you've only unlocked two people. Yeah, out of the
0: entire thing, that's crazy to me. Yeah, like he was saying, like they're so diverse too. Like your tank characters also have healing cards oh my, yeah my first yeah. two characters when because when you play solo like i did you have to do minimum two characters and so i did the inox brute who you were today, that's who i was today and yeah. right next to him on the box is the Cragheart, who he's this rock monster and usually like they have this light like lit gem in their chest but he's called Cragheart because he's missing that and he's like an outcast poor poor yeah. lost soul but but both of them are <laughs> massive damage dealers they're these tanks but they also have healing cards so i would heal myself like i'd have each of them heal each other as they moved room to room and they would just be healing each other protecting each other and just killing everything so at the same time if i
1: wanted to be like a big dork on this uh for for those of you who are fans of, of video games basically you as your first playthrough were two giant hunters from the halo series
0: yeah yeah we were a pair of hunters going pretty <laughs> much just your shields up.
1: yeah that's that's so cool to me uh how much mileage you can
0: get out of this yeah. game well uh one of my well I'll, I'll get to another story later so first uh first thing i always like to talk about is components mm. well i know
1: we were we've already gone
0: over pretty much <laughs> most of that yeah so we'll, let's talk
1: we yeah we know what the components are. Let's talk quality. Okay, of components. so quality of components. Uh, these first of all, the figures are awesome. I know last time, well last time I was here, we talked about the quality <laughs> of the figures for the Sniper Elite game. The quality of the figures for this, I feel, are comparable. Uh, they look great. They are fantastically crafted and sculpted. Of course, they're just minis, so you're not going to get full, amazing texture and detail. But they look cool. Uh, I can look at the card and I can look at my figure and say, "Yeah, that's definitely the guy that I had." Yeah. Mm-hmm. You yep. can really, you can really see. And but the cards, the cards look great. Now they don't have, they're not flashy. They don't have a yeah. whole bunch of stuff on them to really mess around with you. The artwork on it is very minimal, but it looks fantastic i really like that aspect
0: yeah i agree um a lot of minis purists will have issues because like some of the minis kind of like lean <laughs> you know <laughs> things like that they're, they're
1: a little uh asymmetrical
0: yeah you know like they're not the sturdiest of minis but they're i i really like the quality of them Frosthaven is saying that their minis are going to be even better. Uh, like you said about the cards, like yeah, they don't have much artwork on them, but I love like the neon borders, right? Yeah, that you, are around them. The, the borders on
1: them are are yeah. fantastic. You you get an idea of what you're supposed to be looking at. Your eye isn't going to wander on these. You have the top section or the bottom section for your your action cards. This is what you do, or you can do this, mm-hmm. and it's very spelled out. There's no way that you could get confused about what you do yeah it's not do this or this it's hey you can do this cut in half you can do this yeah and when you lay out the rules of you either take the top part or the bottom part of each card and you have to do the inverse on the second card there's no way to get
0: yourself confused right yeah i also like that all the map tiles are like they they're double-sided Which is cool. Uh, That's Uh, always nice to see that. That's less
1: waste. Uh, mm -hmm. You get a lot more playability. A lot more diversity
0: out of it. Right. And thankfully that's this way or this box would probably be twice as big. (laughs) Also, for enemies, um, they're standees instead of minis, which reduces size, reduces cost. Right. Adds more color to the game, too, instead of just more gray minis. I kind of wish that they were a little sturdier, the map tiles. Uh, the, the standees are fine. I, I like the standees, but I wish the map tiles were a little better. The cards of the enemies, though, that go in the, these little sleeves, and you can rotate them to whatever level enemy you're fighting, I love those. I think those square cards are awesome. I
1: think those square cards are great, too. They remind me a lot of the uh, the standees for uh, Mansions of Madness. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's pretty neat. The quality again it's just cardboard but it's thick cardboard so you don't feel like you're going to be able to destroy them as easily but still it isn't something that you you could you know bend and you know you have to be careful with them you got to be cautious but it's not
0: something it's not like a jigsaw puzzle piece right where you go
1: oh no i bent the (laughs) corner that'll never fit ever again like it it works it works
0: so let's move into what works and what doesn't work and then after that is just interesting you know things you know like for me it'll be interesting stories uh from playing the game but we can also talk about just like potential the game has and things like that so first what works so what works the minis work for me uh the entire system
1: as complicated as it may seem at first, works brilliantly. You, you you do get overwhelmed because there's so much stuff, but the rules are very simple. Everything is laid out if you actually take the time to go through your rule book and just play. What doesn't work for me is the one thing that I go, ooh, and that's the paper. I don't like paper (laughs) pads because I always feel that once I'm done going through all of the paper pads, I'm done. Now how do I get more of this? I'm not going to make a stupid hand gross copy. Like I don't (laughs) want that. I, I want to have something that I can use again and again. Now, of course, the only way to get away with that is if you use pencil
0: very, very lightly. Yep. And then erase it. (laughs) So what he's referring to is your character has a character sheet, just like in D&D, and your party has a party sheet, just like in, well, not just like in D&D, but you have a sheet that covers your party, and then your characters have their own individual sheets. You do have, I haven't counted, but you do have multiple sheets per race. Okay. Which is nice, so like, and honestly, like, how often are you gonna like beat the game and replay as a character? So there is that to think about. Good point. Good point. Um, but I do agree that like there is a the possibility that one day you will run out, and then what do you do? So that that definitely is something to think about. There, um, for me, what works is the the legacy aspects of it, putting stickers onto the map when you discover a new location, unlocking a new character when you've reached a certain goal. The you know the I'm looking at there are envelopes in there. There's a there's one called Envelope X, and it's a puzzle. Ooh. And I I know it's a puzzle because for the Frosthaven Kickstarter, the sequel, they had an an option for an extra like eight bucks to get upgraded pieces to make the puzzle like more fun to solve so i'm like i'm buying that <laughs> <laughs> so I, I i spent money on that but like so there are like puzzles in there there's um i own un- there there's a hidden envelope in the box too what yeah there's also a town uh a town history book that you can holy crap this is ridiculous that you can unlock there uh, there's <clears throat> just so much to explore and discover in this game yeah that's it, it's just incredible like how this world comes alive
1: so so really what we're saying here is my stupid little gripe here is pittance compared to all of the great stuff that you get with yeah this. exactly yeah uh,
0: the other the other big thing that doesn't work if you don't have an insert, setup will take a long time with, oh yeah with an insert, it will still take long until you like get familiar with the pieces i can set up in probably about 10 15 minutes which is still long for a board game oh yeah <laughs> but um i mean you're looking at a half hour setup without an insert easy oh yeah and that that will definitely turn off a lot of people
1: but you're also looking at about the same amount of time to do a scenario and yeah do multiple scenarios in the same thing so, like I said, we didn't play the second portion, like the second scenario of our game tonight. But that was easily, what, an hour for us just to do that. The first that, scenario. That, yeah, that yeah. first part of the scenario, or first scenario of the game that we yep. did. So, even though the setup is long, your game time is going to run just as long or, or much yeah, or longer the, than. There, the there are some
0: scenarios that are a lot longer. Yeah. I. I I wouldn't doubt it.
1: I really, again, I think your your cons are menial yeah. compared to what you're really getting, uh,
0: uh, you know, out of your pros and all mm. of this. Another thing a lot of people ask is, like, well, can, you know, can uh, my friends coming over for the weekend, can he play? And, uh, you know, if he's not part of the world, Yeah. make him part of the world yeah like (laughs) you don't your characters aren't locked in stone like dan i just threw him a character i'm like hey pick some cards for your character here yeah you're gonna be joining in and doing this and my brother-in-law jack who was here for the sniper elite podcast uh and the betrayal one he he has a rogue scoundrel that will just show up sometimes and join my party, and we end up doing t- terrible heinous things because that's what his character that's what ends Jack up doing. Does
1: yeah? I've noticed in just about every game we do, Jack does terrible heinous things. <laughs> I think these games are for him a way to just get out the terrible heinous
0: part of his being. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, probably. <laughs> we can say this. We've known him for a long time. This is true. Jack wanted to be here today, too. So, Jack, you're with us in
1: spirit. That's right. That's right. Uh, next game will definitely be here, and you can do some more terrible and
0: heinous things. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what doesn't work for me, is, we already talked about it, really, was the setup time is the big thing. So, yeah, that's... I I feel that... I, even though you said that doesn't work
1: for you, I think when you play this game, especially the way it's supposed to be played, I mean, you don't just throw together a party and go, hey, we're going to have a party and everything's going to be perfect. You're not going to throw it together in like five <laughs> minutes and have the booze and the pizza mm-hmm. unless you were stocking up on that stuff. In which case, what is wrong with you, you psychopath? So yeah, if you're it, there is going to be a bit of time. So think yeah. of it as a party yeah. Not a party game, like, it is a party in yeah, and of it's itself. Yeah, it's the event. So you're going to have some time to set up. You're going to have some time to get everything together. Yeah. Um, but it's not going to be one of those things where you put all this time, energy, and then you went, well, that was
0: dumb. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I also, I, I really like that... Um, Here it goes. <laughs> that, for me at least, setting everything up and just... Maybe because it's the first game, first expensive game I ever bought, but the first game I ever really, really like, loved. But, like, so just seeing all the pieces and, like, getting everything out, and it's almost, uh, as I was saying to Dan earlier, like, almost like a ritual. Like, just seeing yeah. everything and just slowly unpacking it. And same with packing up, like, you know, just putting everything away and packing, you know, it just feels good. In a way, I don't know, it's, it's, it's an interesting feeling, I guess. And they said that I was the weird one, yep. right? I, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, <laughs> uh, no, that's not weird. That, I, I do understand that. You, you do have your things that you go, hmm, oh, yes, this feels so good. Oh, that's great. Oh, my gosh, I can't believe I'm putting this out again. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that.
0: So in terms of uh, the final section, which is just fun memories or, you know things that you can like the potential that you see and stuff like that i have just so many good stories i was telling dan that like the second uh, the second scenario is a boss fight and without any spoilers you know because it's the second scenario uh the boss will because well first let's talk about theme for a second here before i talk about the boss fight let's talk theme theme okay in this game the game so all of the enemies you fight have their own AI decks. Yeah, so uh,
1: I don't know why we didn't think about this before, but the AI decks are actually really, really simple. Really, just the simplicity makes it fun. So just like you as a character, you have all of your stuff. You have your card, you have your deck, you have your player card, and you have your your dice cards, so to speak. Mm -hmm. The your your enemies have the same thing but it's much more pared down and it's just literally you flip a card that's it Yeah. what are my action what what are their actions that they're going to take against me well I don't need a dungeon master to tell me what's going on I don't need an app to tell me what's going on I take a card I literally take a card and flip it over and it's going to tell me this character is going to move this many spaces and it's going to attack The closest
0: player for this much damage. Yep. And that's it. And each type of character is very different from another, where guards are more likely to hunker down and retaliate rather than seeking you out, like a skeleton or an archer will. Right. They, Right. They will... They're more likely to just sit in one spot and wait for you to come to them. There are wolves in the game... Where they will do more damage if they are adjacent to another wolf because they're in a pack. There are zombies where they're extremely slow but they hit like a tank. But sometimes they'll move really fast but they'll take too damage for it. So it's like it just makes sense how they move and why they would move that way. You know it just all fits with the story and the character. Yes, which is absolutely brilliant. And the bosses, getting back onto the boss fight now, his <laughs> AI deck uh, just says Boss Special 1 or Boss Special 2 uh, when you flip a card onto one of those cards. And they do have others, like you know move one space or attack for two damage or whatever, but they have a lot of Boss Special 1 or Boss Special 2 cards. And the scenario book tells you what happens when they do this. And the first boss you fight usually refuses to fight you he just runs away and opens up doors all over the place and unleashes monsters onto you and so you're just trying to capture this guy and kill him but you can't because he just keeps zipping around the map and it's awesome i've never seen a game do that before and i still haven't after all these years to see an an enemy that just runs away from you (laughs) And I love it. I do, the the story behind that is fantastic. It does make for fun. It does make for some fun stories
1: and some fun uh, gameplay memories. Uh, and I see that the same way that I would see if someone would do that in a video game. It would be the same thing, where if that's how your if that's how your character is programmed, uh, whether it be through a combination of ones and zeros or here's a script that you're literally reading out, um, it's always an interesting way to see that being played, because now. You as the player, uh, and this goes back to, of course, my love for XCOM. Now you really have to think, of, wow, <laughs> oh crap, how am I going to be strategic to make sure that uh, we can defeat this, this character, how we can defeat this scenario. So that's always fun to see.
0: Yep. Well, one time my students, I introduced this to my tabletop club, and my students decided they were all going to stay together. So they all formed up and they moved as one being around the map. And and just and one of them had like this ability, this rolling ability, where if anyone attacked anyone adjacent to him, he could take the hits. Oh, oh, so you had a
1: human shield. Yeah. Okay. And so
0: this large mass of four adventurers would move through and three of them took no damage. <laughs> And one of them just kept healing the guy who was taking the damage. And it was amazing to see all this happen. See, that's
1: really cool when you can get up to four players. And this is up to a four-player game. Up to four, yeah. When you get to four players who actually think... Uh, the best strategy to take on whatever's thrown in their way. Mm-hmm. And that's really, really neat. You don't really get to see that in even video games today. Sometimes you do, but those are with groups of people that are close friends or who've played online together, you know, a lot and think the same way. Yeah. Uh, a lot of times I've gone into those stupid games and just go, well, I'm done, people,
0: I can't stand. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's for sure uh i also in terms of heinous things (laughs) jack oh yes well let's get back to jack he plays a human scoundrel and they as i said earlier they're all about like stabbing in the back they have a lot of looting options which we haven't you haven't seen a loot card or you if you have you didn't play it i didn't play a lot of loot cards. so what happens is when you play that it says like loot 2 That doesn't mean you get to loot two things. You loot everything in a two-space radius (laughs) around you. Okay. And the human scoundrel is uh, notorious for just leaving the party to go like, oh, what's in this chest? Uh, I'm going to go over here. (laughs) And Everyone's like, no, we need you back. Get back here. (laughs) Curiosity gets the best of all of us. Uh, The human scoundrel is also really good at if someone is adjacent to an enemy, then you can do double damage by getting up behind them and stabbing them in the back. So scoundrels, great at like wow, being this rogue, just this variant. heinous
1: individual. Oh my gosh!
0: So, anyways, he decides that we should go help this uh, this clan of Inox, which is the race that you were. Yeah, that's yeah, that's what I was. So we go to their village and we're clearing house, trying to like get all the baddies out of it. Then we learn that there's a cave where all these women and children are hiding. <laughs> and they and we get to the cave and we're like, You're saved, and they're terrified of us because we just killed all their men. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you're safe. You can do whatever you want except procreate because all of your And I'm just all like of your guys
0: are died. I'm you're like, just, you're, they're dead. I'm like, what did we do? And he's like, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> he's the one that picked that mission to go on. Of course on. he did. Of course he did. Oh my gosh, that's horrible. Yeah, we we did one where we had to like steal from a warehouse too, or something like that. I don't, it, it was years ago, but we've he takes us to dark places. Uh, that doesn't party. surprise me at all. <laughs> at all? Yeah. It it's something. Oh my gosh. Uh, at this point, I do want to uh, state that there is this $100 version there's also a $35 version from Target and it's called Jaws of the Lion and it is essentially Gloomhaven the only differences are one, it holds your hand to teach you how to play oh, okay, here it is we do have a copy here yep, 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 yep the other thing and Dan, you'll like this as I make thumping noises and pull this out dump, dump, dump what, did you, what do you get there? Uh, the so. map tiles are books. Okay, that's that's incredible. So, and they are making these for both Frosthaven and Gloomhaven. The problem is you can't make random dungeons with these. You know, they're specific only for this scenario. Okay. But that also means the artwork can be much more specific. I see this. You this know? is
1: very detailed compared to what we had... Uh, on the original Gloomhaven here, yeah. look at that. That is inc- are those blood stains? Oh I my think, yeah. gosh, that's graphic. <laughs> I love it. Uh, and and what we're looking at, it's not ridiculously detailed. Like oh my gosh, oh there's viscera. No, it's just it's they kind of look like
0: just blood stains, just red, like red blood, blood red stains, stains on the kind floor of here. like in
1: the in the shape of like trees and everything. Yeah, you know? it, like
0: at first glance, it looks almost like weeds growing almost, like
1: almost that's i mean but that's pretty neat this is really detailed and it, the only bad thing about that is it's a shame that you, you you can't do the whole pick and choose so yeah this makes it a very specific mm-hmm. map for a very specific scenario reduces
0: setup time too right
1: it reduces the setup time but this is still pretty cool because you're still getting the same uh effect in the the same type of um immersion that you would get in the normal $100 version of this game. Yeah. And you said that you can get this at Target,
0: right? Yeah. And, you know, pretty much any online retailer as well. That's awesome. That's really cool. So, if you don't want to fork out the $100, and I even know people who own both versions but they won't play big box gloomhaven anymore they'll just keep pulling out jaws of the line i
1: can understand that it's it seems to be a lot easier to set up a lot easier to clean up Mm -hmm. but it doesn't look like you'll get the full gloomhaven effect if you would go with the big box (laughs) i'm sorry i still can't get over how massive that box is (laughs) and how much stuff is in
0: there holy friggin' crap it is gigantic it's huge yeah we tour through this review in just about a half hour now that's ridiculous yeah is there anything else you want to add i just want to say if
1: you guys have uh any kind of imagination this is the great game to use to to play it with like i said it's a bit of dungeons and dragons but a lot of tabletop game as well card game there was a a quick moment where we were playing tonight pj said well your your character is huge He's a barbarian. You could you can just go. You're a tank. You can go in and just knock people around, and that was my move. You get a move. You know you get you get two actions. Move, and then whatever else. Heal, hit, whatever. Or he doesn't even have to have a move. But you have these actions that you can do. In my two actions, where I'm moving four spaces into this room, and I'm hitting this guy in front of me f- worth <laughs> three damage, a minimum three damage, and. All I could think of was just this massive guy in a suit of armor just walking in and just backhanding <laughs> this this little whelp right in front of him. Just get out of my way, and he's across the room, and it did it. Just he died. One hit kill. One hit kill. That's all it took. I just flipped over my card, and it was it gave me as, as much as I needed to kill him. Yeah, a character I just met, and that's the that's the image through my head. This big burly guy in a suit of armor just just stomps on in sees a guy and just backhands him and now he's gone he's
0: out of the picture that, that character also when he levels up somewhere around level 4 he gets a card that just says kill one enemy <laughs> 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 and just then, one and then as he uh, levels up even higher somewhere around like 8 or 9 it's kill one elite enemy oh my gosh <laughs> and so he just walks up to a guy you don't even have to like roll for it It just happens. (laughs) He just kills a guy.
1: (laughs) That's ridiculous. Uh, But, uh, guys, I know this was a relatively short compared to what you're used to uh, if you're a regular listener. There's really not a whole lot more we can say about the game. Yeah, for a game this
0: big, there's, like... It's so simple, you know, when you get down to it. It
1: is. Like I said, it's daunting to look at because of how big the box is. All of the pieces that are in there, that's tiles, cards, the book itself. Boxes. boxes. And envelopes. Yeah. And- um, but the great thing is, is when it comes to your rules... Your rules are a very small portion, and the rest of the book, guys, is just the scenarios, the 95
0: different scenarios you can play in the game. Not counting all the random uh, dungeons you can make, Right, all
1: the random dungeons you can make, and the cool thing that I liked about this is, for those of you who are fans of things like Skyrim and everything, you know, you can go off and do random side quests. Well, this one, we had a quick side quest at the very, very beginning And that was a card that stated, before you go into this dungeon, the guards of this town ask you for help because they have very little experience and they don't have the time or the money to train these guys to be even decent. Will you help them? Yes or no? And that's all it is. It's a yes or no decision. Will you be a nice person and help these guys? Or will you say too bad, go home, I don't care about you. Well, it was my decision, so I decided to be the nice guy. And I said, (laughs) yeah, we'll help them. And suddenly it's oh great well you don't have to do anything this is what happens you spend the entire day helping these guys train and fight and you've given them some of your knowledge now they respect you and now when you come back to this town of Gloomhaven you're gonna get more respect and people are gonna yeah because you your reputation
0: it. goes up a point
1: so your reputation goes up and all you had to do was say yes or no <laughs> and everything else is detailed for you right on that card yep so it's these cool little things that make this game
0: so unique um i'm glad you said that because uh something that so with the reputation comes lower shop prices because you can go shopping in the game
1: oh my gosh shopping spree don't tell my (laughs) ex-wife
0: so
1: uh, horrible (laughs) joke i'm sorry
0: so you get to go shopping uh and like get elixirs like healing potions stamina potions armors weapons uh you know the general RPG kind of things, but prices can go down if your reputation goes up, or then go up if your reputation drops <laughs> enough. Whoa, I wonder what Jack's reputation is. And <laughs> <laughs> you can donate money to a church, and that will get you some new things if you donate enough money. If you like like we did a city event where we helped the guards. Yeah. Those happen every time you're in the city, which is in between scenarios and you're back shopping and things like that. Okay. You can also, uh, sell items back to the shop for half their value. Uh, but then when you go out to a new scenario, a road, Scenario happens. Now we didn't do one of those. We should have, but it's the same exact thing as the city one. But usually they have much worse consequences. Oh gosh, (laughs) I can only imagine. Yeah, like you, you hear footsteps approaching. What do you do? Do you hide (laughs) or do you say hello to them? Because if you say hello to them, they might attack you. You know. (laughs) So there's all those things too, and that's where when you have a retired character. That might unlock a new card that you shuffle into those cards, and so your retired characters might come back in a city event card, or something like that. See, that's so cool. Uh, there aren't a
1: lot of games, whether they're they're board or they're they're video games, that do this kind of thing, and that that really builds an entire world that you don't really see outside of the most perfectly simulated, yeah. you know, things. Which is fantastic. Guys, this is going to be the best $100 you'll ever spend if you are a fan of this kind of stuff.
0: Absolutely. If you were lucky enough to back the sequel, that's going to have even more things to it, like building a city. It's going to have seasons, because you're in the north in a town called Frosthaven, and in the summertime, things are nice. But then when winter hits... You well, have to
1: you better prepare, yeah your coming. town
0: you know your town better have like walls to keep <laughs> invaders out and a good like storehouse with food in it and things like that, so I'm curious to see what they do with all that uh, you know
1: when you finally <laughs> get this in, let me know, I'd love to play this couple weeks th- that's how right, it's gonna be let
0: me know i i'm I'm down to play it, I can't wait I like this, this is gonna be so cool, we thought this box was big and it's significantly bigger now if you
1: did back the uh frosthaven on uh kickstarter how much
0: how much did you pay 99 dollars. okay if you don't back on this if you don't yeah so for anyone who didn't back it retail you're looking at 250 dollars for frosthaven holy crap uh pj i think you and i will have to do uh,
1: a follow-up oh. review on yeah. frosthaven then Um, Just to let
0: people know if it's worth 250 bucks.
1: Well, from everything that you're saying and from what you've shown me, I'm really hoping it is. Yeah. Not just for your account's sake, but...
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, one thing I do want to ask about is people complain about Gloomhaven as feeling rather utilitarian in a lot of its pieces, which, A, helps keep the cost down, but B, it you know, like for some people it takes the value out of it. I didn't see any issues with it, but like using standees instead of minis or the lack of artwork on the cards or um, just, you know, the, the generic coin tokens to represent loot and things like that. And the, the maps having minimal artwork on them so they could be multi-purpose. And so the game just feeling, again, like I said, utilitarian in a way. I didn't get that feeling at
1: all, and uh, a big part of that is because the things that are personalized for you, such as the minis that you get as your character, mm-hmm. the amount of characters that you get that you can unlock, the, all that kind of stuff, uh, the way that the system is built with the the branching paths, so you know the 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 city stories, the so side quests, the yeah. uh, the road quests that you can do. I think all of that brings it together where that doesn't seem like anything i mean that doesn't seem like something that you would want to gripe about yeah. i personally liked the minimalistic uh mm-hmm. artwork on the cards because it was straight into to the point it
0: doesn't take it doesn't take it, away like it doesn't it. distract you uh, you and either. i have
1: played a lot of these these deck builders uh, such as my favorite which is what you bought me for <laughs> my birthday two years ago aliens uh, the Aliens Legendary Encounters game. In fact, I'm staring at my copy right now behind you. Uh, that game... I didn't realize I brought down downstairs. You did bring it down. <laughs> that game, the artwork is my favorite thing on it. Yeah. But my favorite thing because you don't have minis. You don't have these side quests...
0: It's very straightforward. It's one hundred percent cards.
1: One hundred percent cards and a beautiful mat that you place them on. That's all you get. Yeah. So when it comes to that, that artwork better be gorgeous. It better draw your eye to it it better keep you captivated while you're playing the game yeah. sometimes i even find myself just staring at the card and not even reading the text i'm just going that <laughs> looks so cool oh crap that's a bad thing that happened <laughs> but the card looks so good and, and for this you don't need that because this one it just says hey this is what happens here's your you know a or b choice yep go move this many spaces do this do this and it, that's all you need that's yeah. really all you need yeah. for a game. We I keep saying this. This thing is huge. It's massive. <laughs> you don't need anything else. For those of you that are saying it's very uh, bland and everything, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Because you have so much more going for you in the game. And if you can't get over that little hurdle, then maybe the yeah. game's not for you. Yep.
0: I never really thought of it as being like utilitarian and everything until I got Scythe. Oh my and gosh! As soon as I opened that box, <laughs> I th- first off it smells good. <laughs> the game just smells good, and then you like you feel the book, and the book feels good, and the minis feel, and it all just feels good. And I'm like, this is luxury. Like, and I, I, and so then I realize like I'm holding scythe, and I'm like that. Like, it's the first time I painted all my pieces because I'm like, it deserves. It deserves this. that kind of quality. I get it now but at the same time i still don't have a problem with gloomhaven's design i
1: i I don't see it either now i i've played scythe with you i think that game is ridiculously cool i understand why you want to paint everything and i love the paint job you did on those minis (laughs) i think they look great i also love the fact that you 3d printed some of your own pieces uh to make them bigger. yeah i made the i made the center factory that's piece right the factory piece is so and it looks great with the painting now guys i'm just gonna he's not a professional painter okay yep. pj is not a professional painter so it's not gonna look amazing <laughs>
0: but he's got color on it and it looks so cool yeah just just adding it just adding it may, like amazing. enhances it yeah well yeah, really does if you're afraid of painting minis this is a side comment but if you're afraid of painting minis like Worst case scenario you just paint it gray again if you screw up that's right or white just <clears throat> or white yep do your base code again and just do but it again. any color makes such a difference I really suggest trying it out as oh yeah point. definitely definitely again if you if you love dungeon crawlers if you like going in a room killing everything looting it leveling up repeating then this is the game for you if you want D and d in a box for one person or four people, even five if one person wants to control all the monsters. Oh, that's uh, something that I would definitely do in a yeah, game of five. People. You could you could you could change that around. Then this is the game for you. If you don't like the the repetition of go in the room, kill things, and all and the strategy of it, like this may not be the game for you. If you're not willing to invest in the setup for this game this may not be the game for you. But again, like the setup, like proportionately from, from setup to gameplay, the time isn't that much no, because there's so much gameplay. It's here. really not. If you are interested, but you are,
1: you do feel like this is daunting, then I would highly recommend doing the, uh, the jaws of the lion Gloomhaven, jaws of the lion, yeah. which we did talk about a little bit. It is less daunting just from what I can see here. You're not getting, as much quality as you would from big box Clonehaven, haven but you're getting the fun you're you're getting the scenarios you're,
0: and you're, you're getting the experience yeah you're but really just getting the experience. 25 scenarios instead of 90
1: okay okay see that's where <laughs> that's where your price goes your price goes 95 for
0: 100 or
1: 25, 25 for 35 30 bucks Wow. Ah, yeah. oh, okay but
0: you still get you still get the stickers, you get the unlockable characters, you get the cards, you get the difficulty. We haven't even talked about the difficulty in oh this game. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this game, this is a hard game. Like it's, It is a hard game. But but it's, it's not hard to learn.
1: Exactly, exactly. And I think those are some of the best games where yeah. it's hard to, it's easy to play, but it's hard to master. Yeah. And I think if you if you're not gonna take the time to, to go through that, you just want
0: uh,
1: a brainless board game. This is definitely not the one for you.
0: Right. This is a thinking game. This is your brain will feel like I ran a marathon when you're done with this game. But <laughs> I didn't it, feel like I ran a marathon.
1: But uh, a few points where I stopped there and I went.
0: Yeah, hmm, <laughs> sure it is. Yeah, it's a brain-burning game. Uh, and the more you play, the the harder it gets as you get into those later levels and you start fighting some really messed up creatures (laughs) like oozes which split and then split and then split until you literally run out of standees to put on the board (laughs) and things like that so it's yeah it's it's a tough game but yeah it is a really fun game and i definitely recommend it if you want if you have a a group that can continually meet or if you just need something you know to keep you yourself occupied or you know you and a couple you know just it works at any player level really
1: right Oh, uh, this would have this would have been a great game to have during the start of the pandemic. The right? pandemic, yeah. Stay home, you can't do anything. This would have been great to have, like, hey, pandemic party. <laughs> Let's
0: get oh, four, four then, of our Yeah, there friends. were so <laughs> many groups. So it was just like, we didn't take it off our table for three months, you know? Oh <laughs> it just stayed on the table. <laughs> and i i understand well one i mean for it reduces setup time so that's oh great, yeah it's already there uh but yeah like you know every night you just sit down and play through a scenario and especially during the pandemic when no one was going no yeah you're not going anywhere you're not it's one board anywhere. game but it lasts at least 95 playthroughs yeah. <laughs> and that's Easy. assuming you win every time you play exactly exactly <laughs>
1: But this was pretty cool. I, I Thank you for making me actually sit down and play this as a full, uh, at least part, first scenario, first part of the scenario. Uh, this is something that I will definitely, definitely be
0: down to playing again. All right. I'm always down for that, too. All right. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Please uh, remember to email us at gamesoboard at gmail.com. <coughs> also, listen to our other podcast, The Well House Exorcism, where we talk about... Our true haunting stories. Dan will be on at some point to tell our ghost stories. Sometimes. <laughs> and, uh, <clears throat> and we will also, now that we are done telling our stories, we are now investigating other tales from online, and we pass our judgment on whether or not we believe them. <laughs> we just recorded the crone of the cat skills which was a reddit thread from a couple years ago so so basically what you're doing with this one is is what i do every time i hear somebody tell us a, a spooky story. oh yeah <clears throat> okay that's great uh but yeah that's for a well house exorcism episode uh feel free to listen to that email us check out our website gamesoverboard.com and email us from there as well and Danger and Dice, also a live play DD uh, dnd podcast where we play DD and get getting all kinds of silly antics, like going to an obstacle course, people falling in the mud and we just let them there to suffocate in the mud. That happened. It's in episode one. and it's <laughs> Did Jack have anything to do with that? No, kind of, of course. So they're going against some elves in this obstacle course, and the elves, it was a rope swing. And the elves missed the rope, fell into the mud, and no one decided to help them out. Yeah, that's just one ridiculously silly example of the (laughs) things that happen in our D&D campaigns. Feel free to listen to that as well. And uh, we look forward to talking with you next time.